1: Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today on the show, Zhao, how you doing?
3: How you doing?
1: Lily Zhao comes on for a playoff edition of everyone's favorite game show, even though it's not really a game show, but we just got to go with the bit. And uh, it's going to be a fun time. It is always a fun time when Lily comes on, and so uh, we will. I just wanted to let people know um, we are going to continue to have her on as long as the Packers are playing, and then after that, we'll have her come on. I'm thinking once a month, and we'll do a mailbag only uh, with her. So you know, get get your questions in, all that stuff, because uh, we had such a good time doing the mailbag last week when the Packers were on their bye week. Before we get to that discussion, though, let's start the show here. There has been this trend over the course of the season, and especially uh, once the Packers lost to Dalvin Cook and the Vikings in particular, this uh, boogeyman syndrome that the Packers fans have had. And it's not everybody, of course. I'm I'm painting with a broad brush. This is not anybody, and this is not a rant about fans. But there was this idea all season: Oh, you know, after Dalvin Cook runs all over them, oh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is going to have a million yards. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. He's the kryptonite. And this week, it's been Jalen Ramsey. Oh, Jalen Ramsey. He's going to take away Devontae Adams. And then what? See, we told you. We told you all the people who had the criticisms back in the spring. Oh, they they should have traded up. Further, they should have gotten Ayuk. They should have gotten Jefferson. They should have they should have traded for Chase Claypool or Michael Pittman Jr. And it's going to show up in the playoffs because Jalen Ramsey is going to lock down Devontae Adams and it's going to be a wrap. This is what's happening. And And Kyle Brandt went on Good Morning Football yesterday and gave this stat that, you know, the Packers have just, I think they're one in seven was the stat that he gave against first-team All-Pro cornerbacks in the Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams era, and and I've mentioned this on Twitter, there are a ton of reasons why that stat is mostly useless, if for no other reason than none of them happened with Matt LaFleur. Three of them happened in 2018 when Aaron Rodgers had his worst season, maybe other than 2015 of his career, and the Packers had their worst season in over a decade, um, probably since uh, just before uh, Mike McCarthy came to town. So rather than worry about the boogeyman stuff, I don't think Jalen Ramsey is going to clamp Devontae Adams. In fact, I got a a text from a receivers coach who told me he thought Devontae Adams was going to eat up Jalen Ramsey. Those were his words, eat up, loved the matchup with Devontae Adams because of the way that he plays. I do though. I want to pacify and mollify the fans that are worried about Jalen Ramsey, and more than that, I want to I want to speak to everybody about how this Rams defense works and how I expect the Packers to attack it. And there's been a lot of great stuff written about it. Um, you know, Luke Braun, friend of the show, Locked On Vikings host, uh, wrote a piece um, about the the lessons the Packers could take away from the Seattle game. Robert Mays wrote a great piece for The Athletic about Brandon Staley. I have a piece out today on Packer Report about this defense and and what they're able to do, the the, uh, heart of what this team wants to be. But I think rather than hear me talk for all of this, it's worth pointing out. Brandon Staley comes from Vic Fangio's defense. Aaron Rodgers has seen Vic Fangio's defense. He knows what that looks like. And we had, luckily, great timing, we had someone on the program last week who happened to play for Vic Fangio against Aaron Rodgers. Here is Dante Whitner from last week talking about what they would do to attack Aaron Rodgers, why it would work and why it wouldn't.
4: We always felt that Aaron Rodgers was dangerous no matter what type of weapons he had around him and that he could always make every throw. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to show him the same look majority of the times, and actually between four to six seconds on the clock, we wanted to do this. The the disguise and eye of his caliber, he's seen everything. Eventually, he's going to figure it out. Sometimes he did, sometimes he didn't. But you have to attack him with a four-man rush And you have to get home and you have to be able to have a multitude of different coverages or he's going to shred you. And he looks like an MVP right now. And If you have a defense that's not going to disguise, and not going to affect him with the front four, and you try to blitz him, then he's going to beat you every time. So that was our game plan when we played Aaron Rodgers, was disguise as much as possible, not get into position to four to six seconds on the clock, and try to affect him with the four-man rush.
1: And this is what the Rams do. What's interesting about what they do is they play zone coverage 80% of the time or more, okay? And they have light boxes. Seven guys in the box or fewer, more than 80% of the time. So anytime the Packers break the huddle, they know what look they're going to get. It's going to be a too high safety look. They're probably going to be in some sort of sub package and they're probably going to play zone coverage, Here's the problem. That's not enough information. And they will use Jalen Ramsey to shadow opposing number ones. Even though they play a lot of zone coverage, and they do, Jalen Ramsey will shadow opposing number ones when they are star type players. New Hopkins, DK Metcalf, and and the stat is out there. You know, oh, look at what Jalen Ramsey has done against those guys in five games this year, shut them down. And that's true. He did shut them down. Those guys don't play anything like Devontae Adams. Their game is about power. It's about strength. It's about pure athleticism in the case of DK Metcalf. And if you're trying to win that battle with Jalen Ramsey, you're going to lose. Devontae Adams, his game is about craft. It's about skill. He's Floyd Mayweather, not Mike Tyson. He's avoiding contact rather than trying to go punch for punch with some heavyweight. Okay. So that part of it, Is more advantageous for Devontae. The thing about this for the Packers is they've seen this. So they saw Vic Fangio's defense in the early 2010s. In in 2011 through 2014, Vic Fangio was the DC for the 49ers in those games where Green Bay couldn't stop Carlin Kaepernick. And, And that defense did a lot to shut down Aaron Rodgers. He did not play great, especially in the playoffs. Now one of those playoff games he was uh, coming off a broken collarbone that was not fully healed and the other one they couldn't stop Colin Kaepernick and it didn't really matter Green Bay was playing from behind that whole game. Once Fangio got to Chicago, Rodgers had a little bit more success because that team didn't have the same sort of pass rush the 49ers did and they don't have the same they didn't at least for a long time have the same sort of defensive backfield the Rams have now. So this Rams team has the right personnel. Rodgers is going to bleed the clock every play. Every play. Because listen to what Dante Whitner said. He said he was they would wait until there's four or six seconds, somewhere in that range, and then they would start to show their hand. Aaron Rodgers is going to wait till zero is on the playcock to try and snap the ball. He's going to use the hard count, make them show what they're what they're in. Because more than half the time, they are actually playing a single high safety look. More than half the time. And yet, just about every play, they're going to come out in that two-shell look. And yes, they play almost exclusively zone coverage. They, They play the least amount of man coverage in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. But is it cover three? Is it cover four? Is it cover six? They play the most quarters in football. And yes, the Packers have answers in quarters. Al Lazard without Devontae Adams cooked the Saints, who are a quarters-based defense, cooked them. But if you don't know that that is coming, you have to try and scout tendencies, formation, personnel. When do they like to play cover four versus cover three? When do they like to show versus back out? When do, how do they like to play? So it, this is so much of this is cat and mouse. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're trying to get them to show their hand early. He's the best that's ever done it. And he knows just because when he gets under center and he sees two deep safeties, doesn't mean it's quarters. Doesn't mean it's cover six or cover two. It doesn't mean that. You have to try and decipher what's coming based on tendencies. And you have to know that your route combinations have answers. They have adjustments. This is if they're going to play light boxes, you're going to say, well, okay, we'll run the ball. Well, they're one of the best run defenses in the league. Because of their speed, because of Aaron Donald, and because of how they're able to steal gaps the way that they play up front. It's just unique. What they're able to do is unique in the game. Now, the Packers have a play caller who has found ways to free Devontae Adams against bracket coverage and every means of double and cloud coverages that you can come up with. They've still found ways to get Devontae Adams free. They will find ways to get Devontae Adams free, including in the slot. Devontae gave it away a little bit in his press conference yesterday. He said, you know, Ramsey likes to trail, but he doesn't like to trail in the slot. Well, the most productive qualifying receiver in yards per route run last season in the slot, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, second most touchdowns from the slot, Devontae Adams. And so you're going to see them use jet motion to try and dictate Okay, show us your coverage early. They're going to try and use play action, get those linebackers to fly downhill, get those safeties to replace, and now hit them over the top. And the thing about this team is, offensively, they are not going to put up a lot of points against most teams. Even bad teams, they struggle to put up points. Jared Goff is dealing with the broken finger. And so they're going to be able to play in phase for most of this game because you know even even against the Seahawks the offense only scored 23 points. You know they score 30 but 7 of that comes off a of pick 6. So if you don't turn the ball over, if you don't give them advantageous field position it's tough for them to move the ball. We're going to talk about it a little bit more tomorrow. And, of course, our crossover with Sosa Cremengus is, is going to touch on that. I want to talk about it to open the show tomorrow about how you know the, this, this defense is going to attack the Rams. I wrote about it for Acme Packing Company earlier in the week. But what Green Bay can do offensively, they have answers. If you have an elite cornerback, Green Bay has the elite receiver – with the precise skill set that can beat him. Stefan Diggs is really the only number one guy this year that has gotten the best of Jalen Ramsey and Adams' profiles in a very similar kind of way. It's really tough for interior offensive linemen to block Aaron Donald. Well, the Packers have Elton Jenkins and Corey Lindsley, two of the best pass-blocking interior offensive linemen in football. And their defense, the disguise and the deception and everything that they bring to the table there You're facing a quarterback who has seen it, who knows Vic Fangio, knows his tendencies and understands what this defense is trying to do, how they want to attack. Plus, you have a coach in Matt LaFleur who knows Sean McVay inside and out. And and one of the reasons why I, I think oftentimes the mentor has a disadvantage to the mentee is because the mentor doesn't have the kind of firsthand experience at what the mentee is going to do. Sean McVay doesn't know what Matt LaFleur is going to do in every situation, whereas Matt LaFleur has been in those situations with Sean McVay. He's seen McVay react to certain kinds of things in certain kinds of ways. McVay can study tape and he can talk. And, and you know, he said this week they're like brothers. But if you're going to put together a team that is best suited, no team is ideally suited. This is the best defense in the league. The Packers have the best offense in the league. Historically, in those matchups, the offense beats the defense. And that has been the case over and over. It wasn't the case when the Rams were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. They got outcoached. They said as much. And I think Green Bay defensively is going to be able to do some things because it's what they do to to foil this, this Rams offense. And if that's the case, look, Green Bay doesn't even have to play that well offensively to win this game because I think the Rams are going to have a hard time getting to 20 points in this game. Before we get to Lily, let's talk about our friends at TurboTax. You're unique and so are your taxes. TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique situations and answer your questions. And on top of all that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Pretty nice. Maybe you started investing and want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things right. Or maybe you're now self-employed and need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. I could use that. Or maybe you'd rather have an expert file your taxes for you so you can focus on what matters most. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live experts can answer your questions, give tax advice, review your return before you file, and even do it all for you if you need it. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that your unique to you taxes are done right. Intuit
0: TurboTax Live, file with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on
1: Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. It is the first ever edition of our new favorite game for 2020. And now in 2021, the Packers and the Rams set for Saturday afternoon and Lily how you doing?
2: Hey, Peter. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I know uh, we are all excited because there is actually Packers football this weekend.
1: I love it. I, I did enjoy. We we talked about it last week, right? How great it was going to be to spend the weekend, um, getting the chance to enjoy the the Wild Card weekend, and we did. It was great. But now we actually have to talk about the Packers. So. Once once we found out that this was going to be the matchup for Green Bay, what was just your initial reaction of what this meant for the team?
2: You know, it just meant uh, there was a lot of storylines to talk about, Um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like if you want to prove you're the best team, go out there and play like one. And then they're going to get a big challenge with this Rams defense. So, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And that's the best scoring defense in the NFL in Los Angeles. So. You know, this offense can, I think, score against any team, and I'm just excited to see what they can do Saturday afternoon. So it's going to be, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, like the storylines are very juicy. So that's what I was thinking of, you know, coming into this matchup. Although, of course, we don't really know who's starting at quarterback for the Rams.
1: And frankly, I don't know that it matters. (laughs) But um, I wanted to, to ask you about the matchup thing because uh, Devontae Adams and Jalen Ramsey, that is going to be a huge part of the discussion. We talked about it to open the show, but I'm interested in in what's happening on the other side. You know, Jair Alexander, have talked to him, spent time around him and and fans have gotten to know his personality, the way that he plays on the field. He seems like the kind of guy That is going to take it personally that not only did he not get first team AP, but that Jalen Ramsey did. And all of the discussions so far this week have been about Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams, not number 23.
2: Which, excuse me, I do feel is good because then, you know, Jair will use that as, you know, I can't speak for him, but I would say maybe just use that as added motivation because, yeah, he makes the Pro Bowl, which is very well deserved, but then is kind of not really talked about in the national spotlight, you know, storyline situation. So maybe he does take that to heart to be like, OK, yeah, Jalen Ramsey is a fantastic corner, but so am I. And I'm going to go out there and prove it against their against their wide receivers. And obviously Cooper Cup's not going to be 100 percent, but he's still a threat. So, you know, can he shut him down or whoever he, he's matched up with? So, you know, I do feel like Jair's going to come in with even more swagger than he normally does. And that is dangerous for either Wolford or Jerry Goff.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he if, if it is even possible for him to, to come in with more swagger than he already has. This dude is on a hundred at all times. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tee this up. If anyone play, is playing, a how you doing drinking game? You need to you need to be careful here. The Packers announced that they're going to have fans, and and the tickets sold out in minutes. Um, a little over six thousand fans are going to be able to be in attendance on Saturday. For you, how does this change the way that you think um, this affects what Green Bay is able to do?
2: And that's a good question because I feel like everyone's saying, oh, this year with COVID, there's even if you have quote unquote home field advantage, you don't really have it because it's not a packed stadium for the home team. But you know, I think with kind of everything that's been given, the Packers will have that energy, they'll have 6,000 people, which I would imagine obviously they would love more than having zero people in the stands. So they'll take what they can get that's 6,000 fans. Matt LaFleur said earlier in the week just to be loud because they're going to feed off, the players are going to feed off the crowd's energy. And that's really what this team needs because I feel like the offense, you know, they can score at well, they can do their thing, but I think the defense really feeds off that energy. Um, and especially maybe it'll lead to a splash play. It'll, you know, more noise on third long, you know, these things can have a big effect on how a defense plays and even how an offense plays because, You know, if Aaron Jones gets a touchdown, he's like, I'm going to run it up to my mom. I'm going to give that to my mom. So just added elements that we haven't seen all season, but we're lucky to have on Saturday because I think that extra juice is going to be obviously what makes home field advantage even more so for a Green Bay.
1: I thought you were going to make it all the way through the answer without saying juice and I was going to be so proud of you for the self control um, and cry. and there I was expecting it to be multiple times during the answer that's why I was joking about the <laughs> about the drinking game I'm I'm with you I think this it it's going to be a lift and I just don't know how it couldn't be and when you have Aaron Rodgers out there talking about how they have gotten a boost from playing in opposing stadiums just because there's fans there, it brings that element of excitement, of nervous energy, all of that stuff. Uh, I think that is is real. And, and we've seen it over the course of the season. This defense is playing well. They've they've found ways to bring their own juice to these games. I'm excited to see Preston and Zayaria Smith and and Jair Alexander and Darnell Savage and some of these guys who play with that that swagger, like you said. See them get get to entertain the crowd. These these guys, especially on defense, but the offense too, with the "I love gold" stuff. I mean, I, this is a team that loves to have fun. You know that, and to have that opportunity in front of these fans to have some a little extra fun. I I think I think it matters.
2: It does. And I know Aaron Rodgers tease and we'll hear from him as well is that there's going to be a little bit of a surprise in terms of a kind of a pregame situation. Obviously, I think it's Mike Myers. I don't know if they're actually if he's actually going to be there in person or maybe he does like some sort of like third down call or zooms in or whatever. But the fact that they're able to have that sort of fun with 6,000 people, which is more than they have all season long in the stadium is is something that you want to see because it just, you know, Lambeau Field playoff time in January is just such a different feel. Um, and so I feel like these fans are going to thoroughly enjoy it because this is the first time they get, to see, they get to see their team play. But, yeah, like you mentioned, it's just just extra energy that they can feed off of that, you know, could determine the outcome of a game that it's close. You know, you never know. So you want to have these added advantages to playing at Lambeau, and it, they certainly have that this weekend.
0: One
1: of the things that was discussed a little bit on social media earlier yesterday was You know, this idea that, um, you know, Jalen Ramsey has been the guy that has been talked about, as I I mentioned earlier, Um, and and, oh, he's going to he's going to take out Devontae Adams. And what does that mean for the rest of these skill position players? And then, you know, earlier in the year, it was Derrick Henry. And oh, he's going to rush for 500 yards against the Packers. And oh, we don't want to see the Vikings in the playoffs because Dalvin Cook is going to tear us up. There has been sort of the the boogie manification of some of the opponents that Green Bay has faced. If you were going to pick a player, one player who you think is most capable of wrecking this game for the Packers, is it Jalen Ramsey?
2: No, this is all due respect to Jalen. I do think, I don't think it's going to be him. I do think it's going to be Aaron Donald, and it's an obvious answer. But, you know, I feel like if the pass rush is in Aaron Rodgers' face, like it was in Tampa, um, like it was with the Colts, it's going to make for a hard day to get the ball out. And then obviously, Rodgers is throwing the ball to Devontae. So I don't think it's going to be Jalen because. We know how disruptive, disruptive Devonte can be, but if they take him away, um, then you have an Alan Lazard. Then you have those other guys behind him that can make those plays as well a Tunyon. So I feel like it's Aaron Donald because if he can disrupt the offensive line, get in Aaron Rodgers' face and just make life difficult, that's obviously what's going to affect the game plan, especially if they can't get the run game going either. So I do believe it starts in the trenches. I do think Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald is going to be the, the guy that could tip the scales if he has his monster day, which I know this offensive line does not want to have happen.
1: Are you at all concerned about this team coming off a of bye week? Because that has been another thing that that we've heard. Oh, you know this team. You know in the in the regular season at least, they've come out of the bye week and and played some really bad football. Now they did come out last year after the bye and, and beat the Seahawks. But is it all at all a concern for you?
2: I would hope not because, you know, these guys are pros. They want to make sure they take advantage of home field advantage because this is what they've played for. They want to have the chance to rest up, get their bodies right, and then come out and play to their abilities. And I feel like if they come out rusty, it's just a waste because, you know, this is what they've been fighting for. They want to take advantage of having an NFC title game hosted at home. So I, I don't think that that will be the case. And I do feel like having the fans there will be that kind of extra energy they do need if they do come out quote unquote rusty. So I do feel like even if they do have that happen, it's having the crowd back in it will certainly help them really get back in the swing of things. So I wouldn't worry on the rust thing. I think Aaron Rodgers probably will address it, but I don't think uh, that's something we need to worry about hopefully.
1: Yeah. And, and speaking of worrying about it, you know, we, we had this situation last year with, with Matt LaFleur and he's going up against Kyle Shanahan and that's his old boss. And and there was a lot of new stuff for everyone, for Matt, for for Rodgers and a new offense, uh, for this whole team. This year, they seem to have this sort of attitude of, yeah, we know. We've been here. We know the situation. And, and, Matt, and Matt LaFleur said it explicitly. You know, he was asked about Sean McVay as, as a former mentor and and boss. And he said, you know, I thought about it more last year. Now I feel like I've sort of been there, done that. Do you get that same sense about this team that, that this year – you know, last year was more about the experience and this year it's more about the destination, the the title at the end of the, uh, the rainbow, so to speak.
2: I do. I just feel like like you mentioned, it's it's year two in a system. So these guys are so much more comfortable, but it's just a sense of the team this year. It was that last year it was, you know, they won some games they probably shouldn't have won. But again, they won those games. They were 13 and three. But I feel like this year, you know, outside of their their three losses, which two, I think two of them, they really beat themselves. This team, I feel like, can beat anybody if they play to their potential. They don't have dumb penalties, you know. They don't make, they don't beat themselves. I do feel like there's just a different feel for this team that they really can beat anybody. So I don't think it's more of like the unknown. It's more of they know what they can do. They just have to go out there and execute it. And I feel like that's kind of the mentality for Matt Lafleur and and for his guys as well.
1: And it's something that that Aaron Rodgers tries to, I think, project at all times. Just sort of just like, hey, we got this. We know what we're supposed to do. It's why he's so big on preparation. Make sure you do your work ahead of time so that when you get in the moment, you are prepared. And, and it was tough to do in year one because you've got all these new you know free agents. You're trying to incorporate all these new guys. You've got a new culture that you're putting together. It seemed everyone was just sort of like happy to be there. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm just happy to be nominated. And now it's like, okay, we got nominated. Now it's time to go win. As you're looking at this game, uh, the playoffs are great because someone that you don't think of or maybe was not high on the list of players that you thought was going to impact this game comes up and they make a big play or they have a big game. If Green Bay wins this game, ultimately... Is there a player or two that you can think of that you go, hey, this guy could really break out of what we've seen him be this year or has been inconsistent this year and and finally makes, you know, X, Y, Z play to help this team go to the NFC Championship game? Their first, by the way, at Lambeau Field.
2: Ooh, that's a great question. I would say Hmm. I tried to give you a long preamble
1: so you had time to think about it.
2: (laughs) Um, I, I will say though, I feel like the guys that Brian Dudaconst has brought in since December, I feel like one of the three of them could be that X factor. Mm. I know Tavon struggled with that uh, that punt return where he fumbled, but maybe it's a situation where hey, it's a close game, but then maybe this is when Tavon either has a huge return or maybe gets one for a touchdown, or maybe this is a thing where you know it's a big fourth down stop and Snacks, you know, makes a stop, or maybe a Jared Deer. No, God forbid someone on the offensive line either gets all dinged up or they just need some reps off. He comes in and, and, you know, helps block. I think it might come down to one of those guys that maybe Budakun's brought in that we were like, we didn't know we needed this guy until we had him on the team. Um, so maybe that's going to be the X factor this year, because last year, you know, didn't really bring anybody in that could have made a difference, but... I know the guys on the team this year, offensively and defensively. They they know their roles, they know what they're doing. But I feel like maybe these newer guys that are that have only been on the team for about a month now could be that X factor that we're looking for.
1: Yeah, and if you go back to 2010, Green Bay brings in Howard Green late in the season, about the middle of the season, and he comes in against Ben Roethlisberger, and he creates a pressure that turns into a Nick Collins pick six. If you go back even further. Someone like Andre Risen comes in in '96 and doesn't do much outside of the big touchdown in the Super Bowl, but that was a huge play in that game. Could Tavon Austin, you know, take a jet sweep or a, a little receiver screen for a touchdown? I like that. I was thinking Alan Lazard, um, someone that that I know you and I both like, both as a as a player and as a as a guy. Um, and, and this is a defense that has some similarities in terms of the way they play coverages to the New Orleans Saints. And who was the guy with Devontae Adams out that came up and made all the big plays against the Saints with that quarter's defense? It was Alan Lazard. And, and although he hasn't been huge in the passing game, he's a major factor in the run game. Matt LaFleur absolutely loves him. And I could see them saying, hey, we got to we got to have a couple of plays here for Al. To to go out and and uh, you know make a, a splash play as you said,
2: I agree because I feel like you know the, these guys are due for like a couple games a year where it's just their game. Mm. So you know if they take Devonte out, maybe this is the game that Allen Lazard's like you know I'm gonna score two touchdowns, or maybe <laughs> this is the game that <laughs> back and score three or even MBS, You know it, it, that's the fun part about this offense is that you know unlike years past, there's just so many weapons on this team that can score that can really play well that can block that can kind of just do it all even the running backs you know with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams or maybe we see A.J. Dillon have a big day too it's it's just fun to see because there's so many weapons that it really could be anyone's day and that's the fun part about it
1: yep it is going to be an absolute blast playoff football at Lambeau Field what could be better and there's going to be fans in the stand so no matter what happens we will have you back next week to break it all down and then figure out where to go from there. Lily, enjoy the games and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Peter. All right, before we finish up, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. The NFL playoffs are now in full swing. The NBA is starting to heat up. NHL is right around the corner. I mean, mere moments away, truly. And there's only one place that has you covered, one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline and use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. That's right. They are going to give you money just for signing up and putting money in your account. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. I made money last week. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're gonna be back tomorrow. Sosa cremengus locked on Packers, Locked On Rams, crossover. Gonna be a fun show. Sosa is great. I've had him on Locked On NFL a bunch this year. He really knows his stuff, studies the game, and uh he's a kindred spirit in a lot of ways to Packer fans because he's Canadian. So, you know, there's a little there's a little, I think, cultural connection there. <laughs>